You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international. And like the dude just said, we cover down solid conservative and just plain right. Well, hey, uh, it is um, it is Thursday, which around here we like to call Friday Eve. So it is Friday Eve. Friday Eve. Friday Eve, rainy outside, oh. warm inside because the air conditioning in the studio has gone out. But nonetheless, Boomer's on the board. I'm here. Hey, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I'm looking outside with the rain. I'm like, man, do I want to be in the rain because it's so hot in here already? I'm saying. So, yeah. <laughs> Not only do we have a lot of hot air in this studio anyway, but we got exactly. every every electronic device known to man is, is trying to cool itself in here. The temperatures are uh, unusually high for a March, and the air conditioning decided it was on the fritz. And just, we just got a new air conditioning. And we just got we? a new AC unit. <laughs> Oh, well. It's okay. It's all right. I've been hotter in my life, I can just tell you. Mm. So, uh, Hey, we got a great show laid on for you today. So, uh, yeah, at 3 o'clock, Matt Clark from the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty is calling in. A lot of updates, things that are happening in the legal environment. So we're going to get his take on a few things, some he's been a part of, some he's just going to report on with us. And it'll it'll be a great follow-up to the first section of the Triple Dipper that I'm going to be doing that's legal in nature. But... Uh, but that's at 3 o'clock. You're going to want to say, too, Matt Clark always brings the heat when he comes on. So uh, that's that. And then that new favorite segment, the thing that I love doing every Thursday, Boomer and McQueen. You know it. Boomer and McQueen, both on at 3.30. Oh, man, I just, that, that's, I just enjoy that segment, Boomer, just so oh, you know. Man. Oh, we're excited. <laughs> that's the first thing uh, McQueen was talking about this morning. All right, we're- Boomer and McQueen Day. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Good, good, good. All right. And then I got a whole triple dipper. So uh, hit it. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right. The Triple Dipper. Three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. So the first out the gate law review. So if you're a lawyer, by the way, when you go to law school, most law schools have an opportunity for you to participate in what's known as the law review. And it's, sometimes it's kind of elite, you know, and it looks good on your resume. Uh, but law review, that's number one of the triple dipper today. As we go down the issues, the trends, and even some things that you might want to know in terms of the fight for conservatism in the legal environment. Number one out the triple dipper, law review. Number two, gender benders. So, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, first of all, when did this become such a thing? I mean, I so used to be there could be the idea of, you know, uh, a different lifestyle. And, you know, and if people did that, they kept to themselves. At the very least, it wasn't worth talking about in public. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now it's gone so far as to uh, be in your face every single day. And we're going to talk about it. And that's number two on the Triple Dipper, gender benders. And then number three. This is a little disturbing. So China just flew that balloon over our country, right? Just literally flew a spy balloon over our country, the length and breadth of the country. China, what is often referred to as our near-peer adversary on the world stage. China is here. 
What do you mean they're here? I mean they're here. China's establishing presence right here in the United States. Not uncommon for there to be a consulate or a, you know, uh, uh, a business uh, opportunity that's you know from a different country, but this is different. I'm going to unpack it for you. China is here, number three on the triple dipper. All right, let me let me flip the gears here and go over to my monologue for the day. So um, I'll just tell you, if, if it's a story that I've told before, so be it. But one of my favorite passages in the Bible is also an old school sermon that my former pastor gave back in the 80s. And the passage comes from 1 Samuel chapters 13 and 14. The story is often referred to as Jonathan and his armor bearer. And oh man, it's a great story. Like every once in a while, you know, there's a story of any kind that just grabs your heart and mind, makes you want to do more, be more, accomplish more. Well, this story is one of those for me. Jonathan and his armor bearer. If I've mentioned it, like I said before, then just please forgive me. It's just that powerful. It's a battlefield story. It's a story of heroism. It's a story of getting something big done against even bigger odds. It's a story, too, that illustrates very clearly that sometimes, sometimes the issue is less about the end goal, more about just starting. Just starting. So here's the deal. In this particular story, Saul was still the king. He was, and the Philistines were oppressing Israel. There were no weapons on the Israelite side because they had actually uh, been banned for the most part. But the Philistines were now threatening war, and they had marched out to battle. So Saul rallied up what he could, and were told that many of his soldiers were so scared that they were in hiding. It was bad. Philistines were intent on ravaging the Israelites, but Saul, he had a son named Jonathan. And Jonathan, he just could not abide by what he was seeing. Now, the Philistine army, they were huge, and they were well-stocked with weapons and chariots and supplies, and they were camped on one side of the valley, and Saul, what he could muster as an army, sort of, was camped on the other ridge across the valley. And Israel, like I said, was intimidated. Most of its people were in hiding. But Jonathan, Saul's son, Jonathan had a notion. And he looked at his aide. His aide is referred to as an armor-bearer. He looked at his armor-bearer, and he said, Here's pretty much a quote. He said, let's go over to those uncircumcised and see if the Lord will work for us, for God is not restrained to save by many or by few. Listen to that again. Let's go over to those uncircumcised and see if the Lord will work for us, for God is not restrained to save by many or by few. You look it up. That's it. He said literally, let's see if God's in it. Now, what kind of plan is that? I mean, if I was the armor bearer, I might have taken issue with that kind of military planning. I mean, really, what it boiled down to was, I have an idea. Let's see if it works. But his armor bearer was as much a hero as Jonathan was, and he responded, you do all that's in your heart, and I will be there with you. So basically, two guys up against an army with no real plan, just a heart for what they believe was right, and not even sure if yet they fully understood what God would do in it, but they started. And that's the rub. They just started. And the story goes that teeth and hair were flying soon after Jonathan and his armor bearer moved across the valley and they wiped out an entire garrison of Philistines, just put a whooping on them. And it caught the attention of Saul, who could see and hear the fight across the way. And he took a roll call and quickly realized that Jonathan had left the camp, so it must be him across the way, neck deep in the fight. And it galvanized the nation of Israel. And they came up out of hiding with a renewed sense of purpose, and they joined the fight, and they won. And the victory was huge. But the outcome, the outcome was originally uncertain. The desire was great, the talent was strong, the need was there, but what, what was the outcome going to be? Let's see if God is in it, is what he said. Because on its face, it really made no sense. It made no sense at all. It was really a bad plan, to be honest with you. And these people who had a nation that was founded on seeking God and his deliverance, they were the benefactors of two guys who weren't even sure yet as they struck out across the way. 
The difference between Jonathan and his armor bearer and apparently everyone else in the entire nation of Israel was that he was bold enough to just start. You see, history is filled with greatness that follows from someone who was not great being willing to step out to the unknown and just start. It's the difference between being willing to step out assertively and take a risk as opposed to being stuck in a siege mentality. You see, in a siege mentality, you find yourself cowering down, barricading the gates, fretting over your resources to see how long they'll last. In a siege mentality, you find yourself preserving and protecting, but not moving. In a siege mentality, you just maintain the status quo. There's not any starting of anything when you sit in a siege mentality. There's no effort. There's no progress. In a siege mentality, you're just trying to hold on to what you got and hope that someone somewhere will eventually show up and help you. Well, it's hard to start anything when you're hunkered down in a siege mentality. And when you start, here's the next piece, you have to actually go. You see, Jonathan, he could have taken two steps and stopped, and it would have made sense, really. He had to start, but he actually, actually, had to go all the way across the valley, up the cliff, into the midst of the enemy before he could really know what the outcome was going to be. You look at history. You find the great moments. You will find someone or some group, usually smaller in number or scale than their opposition, who stepped out of a siege mentality, who started and then had to go and do something that galvanized true change. I mean, just starting and then going. Look at the Panama Canal. Teddy Roosevelt had a notion. Congress and the press and the public all thought it was crazy. The very idea that a project that had already failed once should be taken up again? Dig a canal across the entire isthmus of Panama? That's crazy, and it was. But Teddy Roosevelt said that he knew that if he gave the project over to the debate of the naysayers, that they would debate it for 50 years. So he determined that he would rather dig the canal and let the naysayers debate him for 50 years. So he dug it, and it started with a shovel of dirt. It just started, and it went on and on. And today, there are entire realms of world commerce that use and rely on the Panama Canal. The shipbuilding industry uses the size and the depth of the Panama Canal to determine how they build their ships. It has become the standard. It changed world commerce. It opened up trade and removed barriers. And it all happened because Roosevelt just just started, and he had to go, and he did. I could name any number of moments in history that measure up the same way. Reagan said, tear down this wall, and soon after that, the fall of the Soviet Union occurred. Bill Gates decided to start a little company called Microsoft in his garage, and it became the world leader in technology and has a trillion-dollar impact. A little-known record company in Memphis, Tennessee called Sun Records changed the world of music because it took a chance on a young guy named Elvis Presley. Later on, it went on to sign Charlie Rich and Roy Orbison and Jerry Lee Lewis and Johnny Cash. You see, in every one of those moments, someone had to do something. They had to get out of their siege mentality. They had to start, and they had to actually go. They have to actually go across the valley to where the opposition was camped, and sometimes not even knowing if it would work. They had to start, and they had to go. Old man I heard about used to say in an old man wisdom sort of way, Ah, Lord, a lot see, but a few know. A lot start, but a few go. You see, somewhere along the way, somewhere in the midst of the siege, someone has to step out and say, let's see what happens here. And you might go across the way, and you might get skinned up a mite. But in the middle of starting and going, you might get neck deep and find that God's in it. And the people who are around you will get roused up, and it can make all the difference. We don't, we don't have the luxury these days, in my opinion, of being in a siege mentality. We don't. The liberal left wants our demise and the demise of our whole culture, and it's going to take getting outside the siege mentality. It's going to take someone willing to start and go. And that's a wrap for the right side way.
Well, maybe it's you. I may be preaching to myself for that matter. But the reality is you, you can't hunker down and expect there to be change. You can't. You can't just cower down behind the barricades and, and, and sort of count your supplies and hope it's going to last. Somebody somewhere is going to have to get outside that siege. Someone's going to have to step out, start, and actually go. And you'd be amazed what happens when that, when that occurs. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid and conservative and just plain right. So um, text lines are open, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. You can call it or text it. If you text it for the very first time, then uh, text the word right side, and you'll get a message back that says something like, hey, you right side ruffian, uh, thanks for joining us, um, and uh, and then tell us your first name and your, where you're from, and we'll get you plugged into the system. I mean, we got like... Hundreds and hundreds. I mean, I, I know we're we're somewhere in the neighborhood of what five hundred and fifty people in the system now. Yeah, maybe more. Hold on, I would have to check, but it's uh, right around there. There's a lot of people. Okay, well, cool. And we get a lot of texts. <laughs> uh, I'm looking right now up on the screen too. Boomer on the left side screen, CNN showing a weather report, and that's over in Louisiana, so I'm not as worried. And they moved it to Texas, but they're also saying though there's stuff moving our way. Um, so. Uh, yeah, look at that, boom. You can see the screen. There's a there's a red cell coming our way. So, okay, just be aware, folks, that we are hearing that, that there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a threat of strong weather uh, coming towards our listening area. Um, it could be here as early as tonight, I believe. Boomer, are you going to look that up for us in a minute and see if we can pull something together? And yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now on yeah. weather. I, I think that's... Uh, I think we'll, we'll put that out as soon as we got it. Text lines have got some folks on it already. Brian from Huntsville says, uh, thanks for the Bible study. And he says, I mean that, though. He says, Don Quixote, at least he made decisions. If it works or not, the, deci- the indecision can gnaw at the soul. I agree with that. I mean, it's not about being reckless. You know, my, my monologue was not about doing something stupid or being reckless or, or, you know, not taking into account stewardship of your resources or whatever. Not at all. It's just saying that sometimes... There's going to have to be risk involved, and there's going to have to be somebody who's willing to take that risk in order to get to the the level of achievement that you know you can. Um, so there's 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 that. Brian from Huntsville, thank you very much. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs, I think because I had mentioned that I may have told the story before, he says, uh, apologize not for repeat comments or experiences. Each time a new meaning reveals itself, and he mentions one that I had told about one of my deployments. Uh, appreciate you, JT. Thank you for that. Uh, Allie from Athens. Uh, says, thank you for exposing the C's mentality in me today, sir. And, and well, I appreciate you, my friend. Um, so, uh, yeah, get her done. Uh, Raven from Russell, Russellville says, uh, folks who never start nothing, never finish nothing. That's, there's, there's wisdom. I felt like we could write that one down and hang it on the wall. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's probably a few people who looked at me when I said I'm starting a radio show in my late 50s and said, 
what is wrong with that guy? <laughs> I don't know. I just had to start. See what happens. Um, just went with it. I just did. And, and but, by the way, that's been kind of cool, I'll be honest. So, yeah, uh, never done radio before. How in God's name does this happen? And next thing you know, I am just sitting at my desk at the law firm every afternoon with a microphone, just just talking into it, hoping somebody is listening. And and, <laughs> and, and, and Boomer laughs. But now here we are uh, over a year and a half later. Nielsen Rankings put this as the top afternoon talk show in North Alabama. Uh, we are syndicated. We're, we're, we're branched out across half the entire state. Uh, and, oh, by the way, I'm not alone. I got Boomer sitting here. So that's just like, you know, icing I'm on right the cake. Here. All right. <laughs> Get her done. It, so on the weather stuff, it looks like uh, some more storms are, may hit tomorrow, right around midnight. and then, uh, it, But a big cell may just go right over like the Huntsville area, oh, oh. up into like the Tennessee area. Oh, you mean, oh into Tennessee, you mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Another well, big cell. All right. Just, just, just have a weather eye out there, y'all. Uh, have, your, have your weather plan as, as needed. Um, you know, uh, I don't. I don't know if they. I don't know where James Spann. James Spann just broadcasts in the Birmingham uh, market that we're in, and 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 folks who folks who have been in the Birmingham area for years have relied upon the the indicators of bad weather. Are if James Spann, if you can see his suspenders, meaning he has taken off his jacket, it's getting serious. If James Spann loosens his tie and rolls up his sleeves, it's going to be a long night. That's. I mean, that's. So any of y'all in Huntsville that aren't familiar with James Spann, I would just go ahead and say find him because the guy has been a mainstay in, in taking care of us on the weather for about as, about as long as I've been paying attention to weather, um, uh, which makes him sound really old. Dustin from Hazel Green just texted in and said, we narrowly dodged one that touched down last night outside of Hazel Green. I did not realize that, so I'm glad, I'm glad y'all are well, Dustin. Uh, Alex from Elkmont. He said, uh, without you taking a chance, we wouldn't have Thunderfoot. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. Um, Jay from Hartzell, uh, when did we become a society that waits on handouts? We have always been a society of action. That is not what the founding fathers envisioned. Jay from Hartzell, good word, brother. Um, uh, we have a brand new texter on the line. Uh, her name is Anita. We don't have where she's from yet, but we'll get that sometime soon. Anita, glad you're a right side ruffian. Appreciate you being in the audience. And then uh, Samah, the truck driver, just texted in and says, everyone wants change, but no one wants to change. Ah, come on, Samah. I know, I know you got some change in you, brother. Um, If you're listening to this show, you're probably the kind of person that steps out anyway. All right, more of that. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. (laughs) 